Look at him. Look at him, Oos. Check him out. You want to be funny? You want to do it for laughs? Want to try to do the retweets for the likes? You want to do it for the gram? But you don't know why we do this. We do it for the podcast championships. We do it for this day one-ish. But we, we, we role-playing, huh? We did it. They got it. More like good podcast hosts and bad podcast hosts. Role-play? More like cowboys versus Indians, right, Oos? Nah, Oos. More like cops and robbers. Nah, what about that cops and inmates? Yeah, yeah. How about we just do this and flip the script right quick? This is not your prison cop. No. Welcome to the podcast penitentiary. Where we make the rules and you wish you could have taken cheap heat to trial. Ha <laughs> ha, yeah, Oos. Read them their rights. You have the right to remain vicious. Anything you say can and will leave you with stitches. We have the right to your ass in a gurney. <laughs> if you cannot afford a gurney, one will not be provided for you. Now, do you understand your rights? Nah, because right now, they're feeling goose-ups behind their neck, and they're feeling goosebumps running through their body, and their head is on a swivel because they feel like someone creeping behind you. No! It's not paranoia. It's the you! Wish you could, PC. Welcome to another episode of the You Wish You Could podcast. It's the god that runs the pod, Mike Canatella, along as always with the Maharaja of Multimedia, Dan Ortiz. Yeah. <laughs> and the new face of wrestling podcast, Mr. Flyin' Brian. Why? How are you? <laughs> Hello. Hi. <laughs> um, so. Hi. Oh my the god, this, this is ridiculous. I don't know what just happened. <laughs> uh, I was just trying to be funny. They just went all creepy and shit. That was Dan? That was Dan. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a traditional wrestling mark. Yeah. <laughs> Deep breathing. <laughs> uh, this is what happens when you prep for a show 25 minutes before you start recording. Yeah, usually, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, as always, um, this week we are going to be going over Raw, SmackDown briefly. Uh, we got a couple things uh, for Gorilla, and we're going to be giving our predictions for the Extreme Rules pay-per-view coming up this Sunday. Uh, check it out on the WWE Network, of course. Um, but first, a word from our sponsors. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you wish you could podcast. But first, let's get some uh, some of our buddies over there that we'd like to give a nice shout-out and plug to. First, Two Extreme Pro Wrestling Podcast. It's a new wrestling podcast coming to the world of podcasts, hosted by my good buddy, Chris, he's going to dive deep into the indies and all other promotions as well as WWE, so take a peek at Two Extreme Pro Wrestling Podcast. Also, don't forget about Downright Networks. 
the place that started all here for us. Uh, so we turned to to start up our website, and they helped us definitely start this podcast as well. Uh, check them out, guys, if you need help with your podcasting or streaming, or you want your own website as well. Head over to downrightnetworks.com, talk to Joe, um, and check them out today. Also, ladies and gentlemen, do not forget about the one, the only, Robert Bruno's Digital Illustrations. Uh, He's done everything from Comic-Cons all over the United States, Marvel, Pro Sports, he's even done WWE. Uh, One of the coolest artists out there, and he's got some of the greatest artwork that you've ever seen, all hand done. Um, I got a couple of his pieces hanging up as well. Check out BrunoDI.com today and get one of his badass artworks to hang in your room. All right. So, uh, what do we have for Gorilla this week? Uh, Ryan, I think you were uh, you had a couple things, or Dan had a couple things. Some of you had a couple things. Dan, you can kick off. All right, uh, I will kick it off with some NXT news. Uh, rumor bound, abound is that the NXT officials are seriously considering adding a mid-card championship to their ranks and uh, possibly even debuting it at... Uh, take over Brooklyn this year, this summer. Ooh, that's interesting. What, um, I know we were obviously talking about, what do you think, uh, what kind of title do you think we get? Do we get, um, cause obviously they've been floating around the UK title, but I think you were just saying how uh, that's going to get its own show. Um, so what do yeah, you, they're still banning about the idea about giving that its own show. Yeah. So what do you think we get as far as a mid card title? Um, I know the early names that they're ban- like they're throwing around is a sort of like a television title mm. that that's been talked about, but I don't think there's a firm uh, name or what they want to actually refer to the title as yet. I think they're just pretty sure they want to add a mid card title because the thing with NXT is their NXT champion generally is a very long reign for whoever has it. Their reigns generally uh, six months or longer. So they feel by adding a mid-card title, it can give the rub to some other guys like uh, like a Ty Dillinger when mm. he was here. True. You know, he could have had a mid-card belt of some kind and use that to get over. No, it's very true. I mean, you you, talk, you think about the uh, the early 80s and 90s, which I've been actually watching a lot of lately, um, and you have guys that are not the Hogans or even... Uh, you know, I guess for a long time it was just Hogan, um, but you had the Intercontinental title and you had guys like Rude, Warrior, Macho Man, Ricky Steamboat, um, a lot of these guys, uh, Piper, uh, all these guys were like the Intercontinental champion. It was almost like a, uh, a stamp saying, hey, I'm just as good. Um, and it was always coined as the workers title, um, which apparently, according to uh, a certain podcast host is BS, but I think we all are in agreement of that. Uh, yes. Um, so, I mean, I, I definitely would be interested in some type of mid-card title in NXT. It definitely has the uh, the the backing for a uh, mid-card title. I would just be interested to see where they go with it, because I think it could either be, A, a stepping stone into that, or just another level for guys to work on uh, without having the NXT title uh, to reach for. Like you said, with a guy like Ty Dillinger, um, Sammy's... Zane would have even been perfect back when he was in there. So you got a whole bunch of guys in that capability. Yeah, I think it's something they've, need, they've needed for a while now. Correct. 
Um, yeah, they, they named if they put you know they put a few names out for guys that would be ideal for a mid card title like a Tommy Ono, mm. guys like that. Yeah, no, it's perfect. Um, Brian, what were you? Uh, what did you have? It was it was also something to do with NXT, I believe. Um, I don't think so. Um, the only thing I had was I, I guess it could be it would probably be NXT. That uh, Dirty is actually interested in signing uh, after next month, I think, when his contract comes up. Uh, Ring of Honor star Dalton Castle. Yeah. Which I don't know if you've seen any of his work, but it's 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 different, but it's it's really good. <laughs> different <laughs> is an understatement. Yeah, I yeah, know. It's very different, but it's also really good. So I think it would be a nice uh, boost for NXT. Or at either main roster show, which I don't think it happens, but uh, it would be a nice boost for NXT to get some somebody of his caliber. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely got a lot of charisma behind him, without a doubt. Uh, the problem is, does he go the same route as a... Uh, who's the guy I'm trying to think of right now? Uh, the Velveteen Dream? No, not the Velveteen <laughs> Dream. I'm, I'm not really sold on the Velveteen Dream at the current moment. Um, he's a phenomenal wrestler. It's just I don't know about the yeah, character. Exactly. I I said to Brian the first time I saw that gimmick, I texted him immediately. I said, "This is a rib, right? They're ribbing him, right?" <laughs> no, no, yeah. <laughs> this whole gimmick, this whole this whole gimmick is a rib. Yeah. On who is the question? But it's definitely a rib on someone. Um, no, I'm talking about the guy that did the uh, the whole dancing thing into the ring. Why can't I remember his name? No way, Jose. No. No. All right, I'm losing it. He was actually... God damn it, why am I not, like, drawing such a fucking blank right now? Can you explain <laughs> it a little bit more? He had, like, the... the he uh, Not a lemon, a rosebud. Adam, Adam Rose. Rose. There we go. I oh, was going to get there Rose. eventually. But, I mean, would he be like an Adam Rose where he was so over in NXT and then he comes up and he just fucking fizzles? Or, you know, would this guy actually have a better credentials? I think this guy's a better wrestler okay. in general, so he's a good worker. Yeah, I and I think he, I think he would be able just to get over because he's so wacky and he's so out there. Like, yeah. he's so much more far out there than uh, Adam, Rose. Adam Rose was. He's almost into the stratosphere of Goldust. Mm. So I think I think he would work with the main crowd. Yeah, no, I definitely think so. Um. All right, so. Last thing I'll touch upon, and then we'll get right into Raw, SmackDown, and everything else. Uh, Ciampa actually held a pretty decent heel promo on NXT, uh, and he actually ended it off with saying when he comes back, he's going to be the toughest son of a bitch in NXT, uh, which I thought was actually very ballsy. Um, you know, who would have thought that a couple years ago saying bitch on, you know, on a network television show would have been ballsy, but at this point it kind of is, so... Um, but again, it was still very good, really calling out, um, uh, Johnny Gargano. Um, and I think Brian, you called it that this is going to be the feud that really gets people going back into NXT. And, uh, without a doubt, I'm extremely psyched about this one. Yeah. So. I, I've, I've been waiting for this since the Cruiserweight Classic, like I said last week. Um, they, they had an incredible match, probably, I think match of the year for last year in that Cruiserweight Classic, and I've been waiting for them to go at each other. And unfortunately, they're both out with injuries right now, but this sets them up perfectly for either later this year or going into WrestleMania weekend next year. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we definitely got a one hell of a match coming for us or a program uh, for the ages coming when these guys come back or whatever they're doing right now. We'll get it. it it's going to be uh, fantastic. All right. Uh, so, Raw. Um, let's start it off with the whole Corey Graves and Angle, and then we'll work that in uh, to the next thing. So, what what do we think is going on here? Corey Graves obviously gets some weird text message, brings it up to Kurt Angle, um, and then we got obviously the building of some storyline going on here. Where do you think this is going, Dan? What do you got? I think it's a, eventually going to be a slow build to Angle getting in the ring with someone. Mm. Not sure. But short term, I think this has uh, Stephanie coming back all over it and them having their general manager, commissioner feud thing. And uh, Brian, you think, are you, are you along the same route or? Yeah, I, <clears throat> the first thing I thought of when I saw that was Stephanie sent him some sort of video or something to try to blackmail him. Probably try to step down because you, you heard him say, oh, this could ruin me, blah, blah, blah. And Graves is like, I thought you were doing a good job. That's why I brought it to you, blah, blah, blah. So I think it could lead to Stephanie coming back. I think it could lead to a phenomenal heel turn by Corey Graves because I think that's what might ultimately happen is he's going to become that over-the-top heel commentator mm-hmm. and he's going to do be like the authorities commentator kind of like how when NWO was running Rush Out over WCW, they had for a short period of time, they had like Ted DiBiase and Eric Bischoff commentating specifically for them. True. So I think they could do something like that and the authorities start running Rush Out over Raw. Yeah, I mean, I love that uh, that concept that you just brought up. Having that that commentator in your pocket really adds another element that I really feel like they haven't done, WWE's ever done, and that we haven't even seen probably since the 90s with WCW and the NWO, and I think it would be fantastic uh, to have that, especially with Corey Graves. I think he could pull that off so flawlessly, um, and we can definitely get something really big, especially with the authority coming back. Um, <clears throat> didn't Who revealed Kurt Angle as the new GM? Wasn't it Stephanie? It was Vince. Oh, it was Vince. Okay. It was Vince. Gotcha. It, it, it would be apropos for Corey Graves to be that person, too, that commentator for them, too, because Triple H is one that gave him his opportunities in NXT, mm-hmm. and he's also the one that made him a commentator and gave him the contract when he found out he couldn't wrestle anymore. Yeah, there's so much story built into it that is almost like sh- uh, shoot story, but it, it would work out so perfectly. And I, I'm actually, again, we do it all the time, but I feel like we come up with these storylines for them and half the time they actually come to fruition, whether or not we're just ahead of the curve or I'm not going to say it. But we're just like super geeks. No, I, I think, you know, some people are <laughs> listening, but, you know, I'm not going to say it. So, uh, whatever. We don't get comp tickets Mike, soon. what did I say it's about talking about the, the voices in your head? <laughs> um, so, also, with the whole Corey Graves angle thing, uh, Corey actually had made mention that he thinks that Big Cass is the one that's been attacking Enzo because Enzo gets attacked again on uh, Raw, and uh, Cass kind of flips the F out on uh, Corey Graves, which I thought was pretty cool. Swerve on Cass's part or swerve on WWE's part? What do you guys think, Brian? I don't know. I feel like they let Cass go his separate way and they they bump him up because Zoe's been running his mouth for so long 
and before they took them off TV because they for some reason up until this point they haven't really been on TV last last month or so. Um, I, I think I feel like it's going to be Cass. I could uh, it could be somebody else, but I really think at this point, even though everybody's thinking it's going to be Cass, I think they go with the obvious choice at this point and do it as Cass. Yeah, I think I think they're going to reveal it as Cass. Yeah, I think it's going to be Cass too. And if you if you notice. The first week that Enzo was attacked, Corey Graves' comment was, I'd love to shake the hand of the man that attacked Enzo. And then at the end of his confrontation with Big Cass this week, Cass and Corey Graves shook hands. Hmm. Oh. Foreshadowing. I didn't realize that. Dancer, you are a genius. That is like some straight up like... uh, what is it called? Uh, fashion files, like police, fashion police, like status thing. That that's like digging really <laughs> deep. That's some day one is H shit. Yes, baby. Yes. Yeah, that is some baby. deep, deep thought there. Let me listen Ugh. here, baby. You got some skills when it comes to telling them about it. All right. Um, but no, I, I I never that that is yeah, brother. <laughs> That, I've actually, I'm actually really like taken aback at how like good that was. That like you looked into it that deep, and I, I'm, I wouldn't be now. I'm wouldn't be shocked if it ended up being Cass. So uh, with that, revival comes back, um, showing that uh, what, what oh, I always forget who they are. Um, Dash and Dawson. No, I know Dash that. I Dawson. forget which one is Dash and which one is Dawson. Dawson is my favorite, I think, with the beard. Dawson is the bald one. Dash is one of the wire, wire okay. jaws. Okay, the, so, the yeah. Wired shut yeah, all right. So, obviously, uh, Dash has got his uh, mouth wired shut. And uh, when are we expecting them back? Uh, I think they said probably either end of this month or sometime in July. Definitely okay. in time for a match at SummerSlam, though. Okay. Be. We need them yeah, back I, because... They, Go ahead, they might end it with a match at uh, Great Balls of Fire. Great Balls oh, of Fire. I cannot wait to review that pay-per-view. You just like talk about balls that are on fire. Um. So obviously, yeah, revival. Your ginger, your ginger crotch. <laughs> yeah, revival is obviously on their way back. Um, I know all three of us are excited about it, but I would probably say I'm more excited because they are my favorite tag team. And uh, Seth loses to Roman clean. How BS was that? I don't even want to talk about it. All right, cool. We'll move on. Not, so, <laughs> not shocked by it. But whatever. What'd you say, Dan? I said I'm not shocked by it. No, I wouldn't say I'm shocked. I mean, obviously, it's their product. They can do whatever the fuck they it, want. Kind but of what is it? What What does it do for either of them? Like, uh, that's what I don't get. Nothing. What? That match in general made no sense to do. So let me throw like, this. It's, it's, Go ahead. It's been done already. Yeah. You could have you could have matched up Reigns with anyone else from that Fatal Five way, mm-hmm. and it would have been better. I couldn't think of the word I wanted to say there. Right? <laughs> Did uh, I think of the word better? <laughs> no, I, I was going to say something other than better, but I couldn't think of it. He was trying to think of a better word for better, but he couldn't think of a better word for better. So we went with better. I, could, I was stuck on better. <laughs> Here's an idea for you guys, and tell me what you think. Um, and obviously, this is for the fans too. The, the or sh- I should say, fan, because I'm sure we have like one fan at this point. Um, 
Raw and SmackDown. SmackDown's kind of doing it at this point. Raw goes obviously back to two hours, which we've talked about numerous times. But think about what was so successful with Raw when Raw was like at its peak performance. It was all about story building. And I feel like the downfall right now, which as contradictory as it sounds, is that Raw is all matches. Um, you're watching these matches that don't make sense, and all they're going to do is lead up to a match of that match at the next pay-per-view. If you have story building elements meaning promos, backstage segments, um, and then add in, like, local talent facing off against some of these other guys, then you wouldn't have anything. You would have a big blow-off for whatever the matches that you're building for at the pay-per-view. Instead of, oh, cool, it's, she it's Sheamus and Cesaro against the Hardys. I haven't seen this before 456,000 times. Like, am I wrong? Like, yeah. am I in, like, some realm of being, like meaningful like what do you guys think is you know you're 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 right for once you're right um <laughs> you hated admitting that dude how yeah. much did that hurt you uh a lot like, <laughs> like it just it was it very painful him to say that. yes yeah yeah but he but he is right it it's it's annoying watching and this is one of the biggest things my dad writes about too it's like how many times are you going to see this match? We've seen this match a thousand times in a row. Yeah. Like, have people fight new people. Or, you know, Mike, something that we've talked about before on this podcast, I think it's before Dan joined us uh, many, many moons ago. Mm -hmm. Bring back jobbers. Well, that's what I'm saying. Use local talent. I, I meant it yeah. as jobbers. But, yeah, using local talent that you can get from whatever local wrestling school or wrestling whatever that's in the nearby facility. Have them go up against Roman Reigns so that Roman Reigns could win, and I don't give a shit about Seth about Roman Reigns winning, and it's not Seth Rollins getting squashed for no apparent reason other than, hey, we got to make Roman Reigns win. Like, Shawn Michaels was going up against some weird local talent, and then the following two weeks later... He was on the pay-per-view, but it was against a, a guy that he hasn't faced yet because it was a big blow-off at a pay-per-view, like British Bulldog, Vader, whatever. It didn't matter, but it made you want to watch the pay-per-views more. The fact that we're getting, what do we have, 16 pay-per-views a year now? 18. 18. Oh, my God, that's even worse. It's not much more than 16, <laughs> but it's so much worse. 18 pay-per-views, pay and every, every Raw pay-per-view... Because there's nine pay-per-views that Raw is affiliated with. It feels like another episode of Monday Night Raw. Correct. It's the same thing I say week after week after week with this. It's It feels like another episode of Raw. Yeah. A Raw special event pay-per-view, whatever the fuck you want to call it, it does not feel any different than a regular episode of Monday Night Raw that you watch on USA Network. Correct. And it you know what? And that's why Raw's ratings special. have been dropping for eight straight weeks. Yeah. What were they at? A two point something? They were under a three. I know that. Yeah. yeah they like, they you know, fell under a three. You know how they fix the Raw ratings? How? Do you know how they fix the Raw issues? No. They hire the you, you Wish You Could podcast and oh. say, you writing team. That would be great. I'll take the job. I'll do a good job. Yeah. I'll take it. I'll do yeah. it for free. Fuck that noise. Yeah. Shit, yeah. Well, then, you know, we, well, we have might have to be compensated somehow. Comp tickets? Well, maybe comp tickets, but, you know, if we're going to start doing this whole time, like, kind of got to get paid for it because then we got to support shit. That's true. I do shit. have kids. I got kids. I need this job. 
<laughs> I got kids. I got I need kids. Some Skrilla scratch. Dan's got kids too. I think Dan's got more kids than I do. No, we're tied. No, we have to keep out now. Yeah, we're tied. We're tied now. All right. Nobody wins. <laughs> oh nope. God. All right. Um. So I mean, yeah. I you mean, guys need a tiebreaker. Ooh. All right. So let. So I want you guys, the fans, meaning to tell us what you guys think. Like. What would you do with Raw differently? Like, do you think my idea is a good idea? Would you tweak it a little bit? I want to hear about from you guys and definitely uh, uh, come at us on Facebook or Twitter and tell us where you fall with the whole Raw thing. God damn, I'm trying to kill a fucking fly. Got it. Ugh. Come at me, bro. Yeah, come at me, bro. So SmackDown. Um, ironically, SmackDown oh, was... What? That could be a new segment for us. Come at me, bro. Come. Oh, my God. <laughs> The interactive segment with the fans. Come at me, bro. <laughs> and we have nobody come on. Yeah, exactly. What you gonna do when you come at me, bro? Oh, we didn't talk about that. Let down. Hulk Hogan's coming back to WWE. Yeah, you see anybody caring? Yeah. All right, so SmackDown. What, um... <laughs> yeah, there, yeah, exactly. Uh, SmackDown. You sounded way more excited there than when I sent that link. Yeah, I know. Oh my god, I was so upset when you sent that link. You have no idea. <laughs> um, so New Day comes back, which actually I thought got a Yay. pretty decent pop. Um, well, well, well overdue for them to come back. Um, and them going at it with the new with the Usos was fantastic. Yeah, it was funny too because the next day after I got because I got home late, so I didn't watch SmackDown. I watched it on DVR. Mm-hmm. And my dad was talking to me about it the next day. He saw, he was like, you saw New Day came back. I'm like, yeah. He goes, you're happy, right? I'm like, yeah. He goes, he's like, you you want to win the belts, don't you? I'm like, no. <laughs> like, Usos <laughs> are so good right now that it's I so... want them to keep the belts. I know. It's he tough. Goes, wow. It's really tough. I mean, we did it with, uh, with uh, Febreze. Like, yeah. you want Febreze to win. And their name isn't Febreze. We just call them Febreze. But um, you want them to win, but at the same time, it's like, no, but the Usos are doing so goddamn good right now. And you know they're going to drop to New Day, if not at Money in the Bank, then down the line. Can we please also talk about how JBL said about five times on commentary when New Day came out that they have the greatest tag team division of all time right now on SmackDown? Uh, but I'm pretty sure it's accurate. Uh... Um, I'm I'm pretty sure it's not. Uh, uh, it's it's debatable. Uh, no, actually, I can't say that because you know what, revivals on Raw. So anywhere revival is is the best tag team division, and I I truly believe that. Yeah, but still, like he says it five times. Okay, New Day's great. Yes, Usos are great. Yes, uh, Fabrice has been phenomenal the last few weeks. Okay, then you have the clones they're not using. And you have Ascension that they're not using. And then you have American Alpha, the best tag team that they probably have. They haven't been on TV in months. They haven't been on exactly. TV in like a month. Uh, no, it's been longer than that. American Alpha hasn't been on TV since WrestleMania. Ooh, ouch. No, well, they were in the Beat the Cock Challenge. Yeah, oh, okay. I was going to say. That was what, like a week or two after WrestleMania? No. Yeah, was... that was the last time they were on TV, I think, was the Beat the, Beat the Cock Challenge. They haven't been on since. Yeah, no, they have. I mean, but obviously they're not the revival, so they don't need to be on TV. So they're still good. They, I think it's they, a way to just kind of cool off American Alpha because 
they realized people were starting to roll on them. Yeah. Well, there. Here's the other thing too, and we were talking about how old school raw, and I don't, I, I don't mean this as you need to go back to old school ways and old school terminology because obviously things are going to evolve. But um, if you look at the way old school raws were played out, one week you'd have let's say Bret Hart and Yokozuna on the show, and they would be the prime people on Raw that week. Then the next week, you wouldn't have Brett or Raw on it, uh, Brett or Yoko on it at all, and you'd have Ted DiBiase and Mr. Perfect. And then the week after that, you'd have two more, you know, premier members. And then you would basically cycle through your guys. This way, they're not on there all the time. You're getting fresh guys. But obviously, a month of, like, not seeing American Alpha is a little bit much. So I'm just saying, like, it's... Hey, hey Mike. What? Don't throw my points at me. I made that exact same point last week. What do you mean? I no, I said because I, I said I was watching old school Raws last week, and we were talking about the pay per views and stuff, and then not using everybody every week. I made that point last week, you bastard. Did you? Yes. My apologies. Yeah, that I, I, I was I'm gonna I was gonna say it's, I remember it's hearing. It's harder to do now, though. What? It, I guess it, it is, it's but is it really to do now because of the stupid three hours? No, I'm talking about SmackDown in general. I mean. I don't think it is because think oh, about Smackdown. how deep their roster is. SmackDown could pull off with a two-hour show and not having guys on every week. True. They could definitely. Raw has no chance of pulling that off. Yeah. No, I, I, I definitely think so. I'm just saying it's an idea. Um, I, I do apologize, Brian. I didn't. I knew I heard it somewhere, but I, I didn't remember where it was. So. <laughs> so you just like making good points, so I, I don't blame you for stealing mine. <laughs> Listen, next week you can tell me about how it would be a good idea to have Raw have local talent and <laughs> and just uh, have, like, uh, promos and stuff all week. Can I be local talent? Like, can I sign up for that? I think you could be local talent. Cool. The new, the new face of jobbers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, new face of American jobbers. So did you guys hear the Mexican word of the day? Oh, God. Beheaded. Uh -oh. oh, God. Kathy Griffin you... beheaded to the unemployment line. <laughs> oh, yeah, I saw that before. Okay. Oh, uh, so, uh, so New Day on SmackDown, finally, after a while, uh, Kofi was injured. Um, the big thing, at least for me, and uh, it should be for the show, I should say, uh, a huge win from Ziggler uh, over AJ Styles. Um, but do you think it was... One of those, like, hey, just give him a win and, you know, make him happy for a little while type deals? Or was it a, hey, give Ziggler a win so he can look big for a big old push coming down the line? It was a, uh, let's make Ziggler look good so he looks legitimate and money in the bank. Oh, uh, there you go, too. I didn't even think about that. All right. Because uh, we'll, get, we'll get the obligatory Ziggler tease hands away from the money briefcase and then and then nothing what so here's my question obviously we'll talk about it as we get more and more towards it and we'll obviously go over it in the uh the predictions episode but what if ziggler wins money in the bank like it's his last hurrah I'd be shocked what i'd be shocked yeah i mean think about it this way like he's not he i wouldn't say he has much left in him like obviously he loves the business um but i don't think he's going to be around for much longer 
Um, and you got to figure, you know, he's going to want to retire at some point and maybe they give him one last thing. And his thing was the money in the, uh, the money in the bank, uh, cash in. That was his biggest thing that he ever did. And he did it as a heel. He started as a heel, slowly got more and more popularity with the fans. And then by the time he cashed in, he was the most over thing that you've ever seen. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm just saying it could work. It'd be nice, but I, I think it goes to Corbin. Yeah. Mhm. All right. Well, that episode it, is. It would, I think actually, yeah, I, yeah, I have to agree with Brian. All right. So we'll see if your your predictions change when that prediction episode comes up, or if they stay the same. Um, and then the big, big thing from SmackDown, there was a huge, huge people believe me, um, brawl between the women of SmackDown. Which fantastic. It was so good. If you guys didn't see anything on SmackDown or if you didn't see this, go watch this. This was definitely worth it all on its own. Um, and it led to uh, Shane McMahon coming out and making a huge announcement, which was what, Brian? That new USU Good Podcast has been hired as SmackDown Creative Team. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not that one. But in... But, but in seriousness, if I can be serious for a moment, Lance Storm, um, there is now a women's Money in the Bank ladder match. I am so Glorious. pumped about this. I'm wearing that shirt so it fits. <laughs> I'd like to see if it could fit in a diva. Uh, I mean, are we pumped about this? How are we feeling? I think it's going to be awesome, especially given some of the women involved in this uh, match. Charlotte, Becky, Natty. Uh, I think I can do some damage in there. My only concern for this match is Carmella, because I feel like she might get broken in half and or die. <laughs> and let's not forget about the woman that's uh, actually petitioning to be a part of it still, which is Lana. She could just stand there and dance for all I care. I don't care. <laughs> that's just let her dance. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm like ridiculously excited for a women's Money in the Bank match. This is something that I feel it is long overdue. Um, they deserve it. You got guy, uh, you got guys, you got women like Charlotte, Natty, and Becky that are gonna tear it apart. Having a ladder match and a Money in the Bank ladder match at that, it's gonna be so. So intense. Um, Dan, how are, uh, how are you thinking when it comes to this? This is going to be awesome. Flat out. You thought that brawl on SmackDown was great? Hmm. Wait till they have this match. I'm pumped. Oh, I cannot. I cannot not wait for this match. I don't even care if they add Lana. Go ahead, add Lana. It makes it better. What's that? It makes it better. It makes it better. It makes it better. If what? If they headline? No, if they, they had Lana. If oh, they if had it Lana. had Lana. I thought you say if it headlined. I was like, why would that be a bad thing if it headlined? <clears throat> oh, no. I don't even care if they add Lana. It just... Okay, whatever. Yeah. Because maybe they add Lana, and maybe, like I told you guys the other day, maybe Rusev finds his way into the men's one, and then we have Mr. and Mrs. Money in the Bank. I mean, that would be perfect. Again, Dan's coming up with some of these good storylines today. He said the thing last week about, you know, the 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 talents, you know, being uh, used not so frequently and maybe having a week or two off. 
Really? <laughs> really? <laughs> Mike, don't be jealous because me and him have some great ideas and you got to steal our shit. I, I, listen, I came up with a good idea this episode, so that's why I'm ripping on it. Uh, <laughs> but no, I mean, Dan, uh, this is, I think, what, the second or third great storyline thing that Dan's come up with in this episode? At least? Yeah. This is why we keep you around, Dan. All right. All right. Um, so is that it for SmackDown and Raw? What do you guys think? Any uh, last comments or words or anything that you want to add before we go into the predictions for Extreme Rules? Uh, I think the opening tag team match on SmackDown was pretty good as well. Nakamura and uh, Sane right. versus Owens and Corbin. Which was weird that it opened the show. I mean, you're opening the show with four of your top guys. Yep. <sighs> That was a good match. I forgot about that. And we also, I don't think we talked about it on Raw, the whole Goldust and R-Truth thing going on right now is probably one of the best storylines on Raw. Yeah, I love that whole segment. Yeah. Goldust <laughs> going back to his roots. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, R-Truth is like, I'm sorry for interrupting you. <laughs> but this is what's going to happen. You going to get got. Oh, man. And I like how you just ripped off, like, every single movie there. I'm going to get you, sucker. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's our truth at his best. I'm I'm actually pretty excited over this feud that I think could actually turn into something pretty good. But this is, again, this is what we were talking about before. This is how you build a feud. You don't let them touch each other for a couple weeks. You do stuff like this, and then there's a payoff for it. <clears throat> at Great Balls of Fire. At, but why not? Why the hell not? I mean, I mean, it would fit Goldust's persona. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's true. But I mean, even if you have Goldust in a match, and then all of a sudden our truth comes out and just beats the crap out of Goldust, and Goldust can't finish match, and then Goldust returns the favor because our truth is in a match the next week. I mean, it, it's typical old school wrestling tactics, and I think that's what they really need to bring back because it would help build the 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 roster and the storylines and just everything in general. Um. Or it's just me sitting on my porch with, as the old man saying, things aren't the way they used to be. Who knows? Get off my stoop. Get off my lawn. Um, All right. So, Extreme Rules this Sunday. Um, Pretty, I guess the matches seem good, but it's a very light card. Only six matches. um, I'm guessing the Swan, Sasha, Dar, Alicia Fox match is going to be pre-show? Did they announce that? They haven't announced yet. Okay. Yeah, I don't think they announced the the pre, which well, is weird because normally by now they announce what the match is on the pre-show. Yeah. Well, they're it... talking about they could still add Goldust Our Truth to the show too. Oh, uh, okay. So maybe that gets pre-show. All right. So if they add that, all right. So how about this? What? Let's just assume that they're adding that. Who do you have winning that match? Goldust. Goldust. Yeah, I say Goldust too. Dan. Yeah, probably Goldust in the first me- first meeting. Yeah. Okay. I, I think this is Gold uh, Goldust. Uh, Swan Song year. Yeah. So I think by Mania next year, he's done. Agreed. I think if it, if anything, Golda, uh, Goldust, WrestleMania would be his last one. Yeah. All right. So we got Rich Swan and Sasha Banks versus Noam Dar and Alicia Fox. Uh, Dan, who do you think is going to win that one? Uh, I'm going to go Rich Swan, Sasha Banks, just for the fact that. Yeah, just because. All right. 
Makes sense. I don't. I don't really know. <laughs> you just don't know what to what pick. What the point of this entire robbery is? Yeah, I don't either. But okay, Brian. Uh, I think Banks and Swan win, and they beat the Andar and Alicia Fox. Alicia Fox. Um, I'm gonna stay with the trend, and I'm gonna go with the same team wins. Uh, it doesn't make sense for the other team to win. It doesn't make sense to have this match, but you know that's irrelevant at this point. So, um, here's a match that I think all of us are actually excited for: Neville and Aries in a submission match. Who do you think takes this one, Dan? Uh, I think Aries finally gets the belt here. Okay. Uh, it's his type of match. I mean, it, and it, I, he wins with the last chance or anything. Yeah, well, without a doubt. He has to, right, right. I was, was going to say he's not going to pin him, Dan. <laughs> Well, he has other submissions. True. I think we were just trying to make fun of you, that's all. Yeah, you were trying. It's all right. Um, Brian, who do you got? I'm going to go with Aries as well. All right. I think uh, so far, yeah, we're uh, we're all in agreement, Aries. Uh, so we got uniform for Goldust, uniform for Swan Sasha, and uniform for Aries. Let's see if the trend continues. Uh, we got... The Hardy Boys and Cesaro and Sheamus in a cage match next. Dan? Um, I'm going to go upset here. I think Cesaro and Sheamus actually might win this match. Interesting. Brian? You bastard. You stole my pick. <laughs> I'm going to go Cesaro and Sheamus as well. I think... Uh, what they've been saying holds true, and I think they're going to build Jeff Hardy up for Lesnar at SummerSlam. Yeah? Yeah. See, now, it's not I, not what I'm reading everywhere. I read that once, but everything else I'm seeing says something completely different is locked in the SummerSlam. Why? I mean, where does Jeff Hardy versus Lesnar even come in and make sense for SummerSlam? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, they could not go that way anymore because I think... Uh, I think they were banking on the Broken Hardy gimmick coming over sooner, but yeah. Well, I I, I, st- I still think Cesaro Sheamus win. They so, get they get a little uh, revenge. So here's the bigger question: um, Do you think we ever? Oh, excuse me. Do you think we ever see the Broken gimmick come into WWE? Or at this point, is it a lost cause? I think at some point we will. It's just a matter of Matt and Impact Wrestling figuring something out. So, it, it might take a while because I think this is going to end up in the legal system for uh, for a bit here. Yeah, my thing is, is it? I think Impact is trying to like, ex- like literally, like drag it out for so long that there comes a time where not that we don't care anymore, but it's like, oh, okay, we've been waiting two years for Broken Matt Hardy, and here's Broken Matt Hardy two years later. Yeah. So they're waiting for the impact of that gimmick to no longer be there yeah Pun not intended fun yeah i didn't even again that was a funny one um so again (laughs) uh i will also say cesaro and sheamus um i would have really liked for this to be what set up the broken gimmick because i think it could have easily done it um but obviously we're not going to get that right away so uh but i still think that the hardy boys time as the champions is a little over um i was as I think we said on the WrestleMania review that I was still upset that they did win. Um, but you know, they had their run, let Cesar and Sheamus take it back 
and then set themselves up maybe for to drop it to revival. Um, I still think Enzo and Cass need the titles some point. Um, I don't think it'd be fair to ever to never let them win any tag titles, especially if the plan is to break them up down the line. Um, Alexa Bliss versus Bailey in a kendo stick match. This might be where we have our first uh, sway of opinion. Dan. Uh, Alexa Bliss. Okay. This is, there just is no need to take the belt off of her. No, no. She, she's been. And doing... they've done enough flippy floppy. They've done enough flippy floppy with this goddamn belt. Mm. They don't need to take it off of Alexa Bliss just to put it back on Bailey. True. Brian? I'm going to go Alexa Bliss as well. I think Bailey gets her moment, and she gets the candlestick first. But I think ultimately Alexa Alexa uh, gets the win. I think Nia Jax might have something to do with it as well. Oh, because that's her friend. Yeah. That's right, I forgot about that. Um, interesting. I'm also going to go Alexa Bliss. We're, um... (laughs) I don't know if it's just from poor writing on this pay-per-view or if we just we we're just in sync this week but we haven't had a differencing opinions so far but I think they're all accurate too. I don't see the pay-per-view going any other way right now. Honestly, I think the big match is what we're going to probably be different on. I think so too. I think we're going to I don't if we all have the same outcome for the Extreme Rules Fatal 5 way I will, uh, I'll do something. I don't know, but something bad's going to happen. All right, so... The world's going to implode. Yeah, exactly. The Am- mega powers will implode. <laughs> oh, my God. I was actually just watching... So, fun fact, to, to sidetrack, we have a little bit of time. I was watching WrestleMania five. I forget how fucking good that pay-per-view is from top to bottom. That's probably yeah. one of my favorite WrestleManias. Like, just overall enjoyment of watching. Like, it's, it, there's not a bad match to watch. It's been a while since I watched that one. Yeah, I mean, you got um, Big John Studd as special guest referee against Andre the Giant and uh, Jake the Snake. You got Rugged Ronnie Garvin and uh, Dino Bravo. Great match. Like, just stupid great match. Warrior and uh, Rick Rude. Obviously, Macho and Hogan. Um, the, who was it? Heart Foundation and who was it? Uh, is it Demolition? No, Demolition was against the powers of power and glory, I think. Cause that was for the titles with Mr. Fuji. Powers of pain? Powers of pain. Barbarian and warlord? Yes. Okay. That was, that was after Fuji turned heel and joined Powers of Pain, right? Exa- yes, exactly. Or Powers of Pain turned heel and he did the double turn at Survivor Series. Yes, and the, yeah, exactly. Um, whatchamacallit? Uh, Demolition turned face and then uh, they, they went up against Powers of uh, Powers of Pain and Mr. Fuji for the titles. Yep. Um, so anyway, sidetrack. But yeah, that was definitely a great WrestleMania. Um, so Ambrose and Miz, uh, where a DQ will lose Ambrose's title to the Miz. Interestingly enough, which everybody's been bitching about it, doesn't make sense to be on an Extreme Rules pay-per-view. Um, I know, Dan, you were talking a little bit about this before. Why don't you give us your opinion on the, this match being on this pay-per-view? This goes back to what we talked about last week with pay-per-view names 
pigeonholing matches and not being able to do certain matches because of the what you have named the pay-per-view. Now, the pay-per-view is named Extreme Rules. So then when you have a match that is a title changes via disqualification, <laughs> you are opening yourself up to criticism because of what you have named the fucking pay-per-view. True. Peace and done. <laughs> While I completely agree with everything you just said, and again, it couldn't have been said any better, it, it is exactly what you said. It, it's a product of the, the pay-per-view naming system. If this match was on any other pay-per-view, nobody would have batted an eye or said anything, but of course, because it's on the Extreme Rules pay-per-view, it's a big deal. Um, exactly. It, it's it's such a BS thing from both WWE and the fans' point of view. Like You have to think of it from both ends. Um, not like Brian, where he thinks of it from both ends, and it just becomes a really hot mess. Um, just, uh, just like if if it if I don't know, I don't even know where I was going with that one. But yeah, <laughs> you're an idiot. Totally got sidetracked when you made that. Joke. I did. I honestly, it really threw me off thinking about Brian's double-ended hole. So I mean, <laughs> wow, he's looking at you with that lust in his eye. He's got lust in her eyes, Elizabeth does. Lust in her eyes. I'm guessing you just listened to that episode? Uh, a couple days ago, yes. Okay. That was a great episode. Um, If you guys don't know what we're talking about, by the way, go watch, go listen to the uh, Something to Wrestle With podcast. It's probably one of the best podcasts out there. Absolutely is. Without a doubt. Yes, absolutely. Um, okay, so Ambrose and Miz, DQ will lose the title. Dan, who do you got going over? I got the Miz because Ambrose, I don't know what's going on with him, but he has no anything going on with him right now. No. Nothing. He is not doing anything with that belt. It really isn't. I mean, when was the last time he defended it? I don't even know. I told Brian the other day or Against last the week. Miz. <laughs> I told Brian, I think it was last week. Dean Ambrose is where mid-card titles go to die. Sadly, yes. I mean, I'm about as big of a Dean Ambrose fan as you can get, and it just doesn't make sense about how every time he has a belt, his character just sucks. And when he doesn't have a belt, he's fantastic. It doesn't make sense. I mean, is it just me, or does anybody else feel that way? No, it it kind of feels like that. It's it's like he's the the coke to to your uh, to your Jack Daniels. He's the chaser. Yeah, it, yeah. He's better without a belt, and I don't know why that is. I don't either. It doesn't make sense. But I mean, the WWE title. It, it seems was like they. T- it seems like they tone his gimmick down slightly when he has the belt, and he's less of that. <clears throat> Out of the box, kind of crazy person. See, see, I don't he know. Becomes, he becomes more comedic when he has a belt. Yeah, no, I yeah. know what you mean. Like he's more of a, a character than he is a superstar. Yep. Yeah, but yeah. so here's my question, and again, this is coming from a Dean Ambrose fan, so I don't want to catch shit for this, but. On the Stone Cold podcast, Stone Cold called him out for not being original enough and not really reaching out of the box and doing what he wants to do. 
Do you think that's a Dean Ambrose problem or is that a creative team problem? That's a creative team problem. And Dean Ambrose basically said as much on that podcast, which got both of them in trouble. No, I know that. But look at guys like Kurt Angle. Look at guys like Randy Orton, let's say. Like, there are guys that just break out of that that mold and, yeah, they're told to do something, but they make it their own. Like, I feel like Ambrose is like, okay, you have to act like a rock. And instead of, like, acting like a rock that is extremely entertaining and, you know, it gets over, he sits there and he just, like, curls himself up in a ball and just doesn't talk. Like, literally acts like a rock. You know what I mean? Like, he takes things too literally. I get, I know, I totally agree, and he doesn't, but I think he tries to go places with his character, and they're just like, no, no, that's not what, no. So then he gets, I think he gets fed up and annoyed that he's trying to add something to it, and they keep shooting him down. Mm. And being, well, we don't want that, we want this. He's like, but that's not, and he tries to, I think he tries to massage the character in ways to bring a little bit more of himself to it. Mm-hmm. But I also think he gets a lot of kickback to to tone it down. Maybe. I mean, I was actually just listening to the one of the more recent uh, Jericho podcasts, and it was actually pretty surprising when I heard that Mitch the Plant was actually a writer that added that in. Dean Ambrose didn't want to do that. He thought it was a stupid idea. And the writer's like, no, 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 dude, the, the plant's name is Mitch. Give it a personality. This way the whole thing goes over. And Ambrose is like, no, that doesn't make sense. That's stupid. But he did it, and obviously it worked. So something kind of lends itself to the fact that, like, yes, I get writing sucks every once in a while. But you know what? Maybe if you make their st- – like, think about New Day. How about this? Put this out there. New Day, in all theory, on paper, does the New Day suck or, like, or does they not suck? Like, if you go up to someone who's like, hey, dude, I got this great idea. There's three black guys, and they're over-the-top, preachy, positive people. What are you thinking? Oh, oh, that's why that gimmick failed miserably at first. But they made it their own. That's what I'm saying. Dean Ambrose doesn't make things his own. He doesn't run with things. He just, he settles no, he for... I agree with you entirely. Yeah, he settles. And I think that's his biggest detriment to his character. And again, this is coming from a Dean Ambrose fan. I have three Dean Ambrose shirts. You don't just buy three... I also think he needs to turn heel. Yeah. He needs a heel turn. I, I agree His with that. character does not lend itself to being a face Correct. at all. To be a lunatic friend and to be a face is very difficult in general to pull off. Yeah, I think if he had the the Brian Pillman treatment, I think he would be so much better. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, Brian, you've been a little quiet. What's your uh, thought process on the uh, the Dean Ambrose at the current moment? It, it just kind of flat out sucks to at this point. Um, I, I've been saying for months he needs a heel turn I don't think we're really ever going to get one um, or until it's too late uh, I could see him as a guy they might actually at some point cut just because he's not doing anything right now like yeah he's IC champion but Miz is right he does nothing to bring prestige to that belt and I don't know if that's just because they don't want him defending it when he has it or what because it was the same thing when he had the US title yeah. All the years yeah. ago in the shield, he went like eight months without defending it. And it's like what's the fuck up? what's the point of having him defend the fucking title? have have having him have the belt 
she's not going to defend it. Like, there's no point in them having it. No, I know. But so, so you think I, that Ambrose is going to get cut eventually? Is that what you're saying? I could see it happen and then them let him go do what he needs to do on the indie scene to find himself or whatever. Mm. And then maybe bring him back at some point. I, I mean, I, I mean, hate... I, go ahead. That, that's kind of extreme, I think, at this point. But I could very clearly see it happy, happening just because I feel like... He might. I think he's gonna get to that CM Punk point where he just gets frustrated. And he walks out or something like that, hmm. or he asks for a release and they give it to him. No, I I completely agree. I hate saying it this way because I I almost like I'm disgusted with myself for this coming out of my mouth. But I would easily say that he's now the third best person in the Shield. Yeah, or they come out of the Shield. I, I mean, at least Reigns has some type of bait, like fan base and backing behind him and he's he can do things like he has a reaction i feel like the miz gets uh, not the miz i'm so sorry uh ambrose gets no reaction no it's very flat exactly very flat all right with all that uh ambrose talk out of the way uh dan uh brian who do you have winning the ic title match miz and elias samson's the one that gives him the belt because he's gonna get ambrose dq'd uh, perfect. And once again, uh, I'm going to go with the Miz as well. Um, so it is official now. Every single match thus far, we have agreed on the outcome. Yep. This is the first, oh, folks. This is a first. Um, so now we have the main event, the Fatal Five-Way uh, Extreme Rules match uh, for the number one contender for the world's dumbest title name. Um, Reigns, Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Bray Wyatt, and Samoa Joe. Uh, this is probably one of the most like jam-packed matches I've ever seen. Uh, th- these guys, are they're so different. They, each person has their own element that they bring into the match. Each person has their own like style of wrestling. This is going to be a, one hell of a match, especially if done right. Uh, Dan, who do you think comes out on top? I have two finishes for this. One where someone wins, and one where nobody wins. Okay. I'm not sure which one to go with. Give me, well, how about this? Give me both. If they actually go with a fin... Alright. If they go with a finish... Dan, we're losing you a little bit. I think we get Seth Rollins. We get the Seth Rollins Lesnar match that we never got after WrestleMania 31 when Rollins cashed in. Interesting. Oh wait, we did eventually get that, didn't we? Uh, no, we never got it. Well, yes, we did. We got it at Battleground, but Taker interfered. Yeah, Taker interfered and there right. was other stuff. I was I gonna say we get that one. Didn't we also get it was uh, what was it Cena, Lesnar, and Rollins at Rumble? At Royal Rumble. Okay. Royal Rumble. At Royal Rumble right, yeah. before WrestleMania. Right. Okay. So, yeah, you so think... I think we get a. Uh, I think Rollins because they can they can get... Rollins can take a loss to Lesnar and big fucking deal. Rollins' moment was beating Triple H at WrestleMania. So I don't think they're gonna go anywhere really with Rollins after this. I don't even know what he's gonna be doing at SummerSlam. Nobody knows. I Nobody think knows. He, I think he's oh, gonna try to the IC title. Oh, that's interesting. I I don't I don't I wouldn't be mad at that. No, me neither. Miss Rollins. I think that's Rollins awesome. would be great. Yeah. 
I can dig on um, that. My non-finish, I have uh, Strowman coming back and literally just decimating everybody and claiming the number one contendership for his own. Interesting. I would love that if that happens. So, and then we get Strowman and Lesnar at great fucking balls of fire, and then again at Summer's I mean, Braun Strowman versus Brock Lesnar lends itself to be one of the most brutal matches that we've seen in recent memory. Like, those guys would probably just tell each other, I'll tell you what, just beat the shit out of me, I'll beat the shit out of you, and we'll see who comes out on top. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's exactly how that conversation goes. Two of the most athletic, agile big men we've seen in, like, the last 20 years just going at it. And not only can they brawl, they can both move, too. Well, that's what I'm saying. So they can both brawl. They can kick the shit out of each other. But they're both pretty good, like, technically, too, I would say. Like, obviously, Braun on a... Lesnar, I should say, is on a different level than Braun, but Braun can hold his own. For again, we've talked yeah. about it before. For somebody that's green as goose shit, he can definitely uh, hold his own in the ring. Um. All right, Brian, who do you got in this match? I think it's going to be Finn Balor. Ooh. I think they did. I think they did the Heyman promo for a reason. Um. I think Balor could ultimately survive. A Lesnar beating just because of who he is and what they've been building up him up with as of he's got heart lately. Um, and then I think we they transitioned him after being able to fire into a feud with uh, Gallows and Anderson. Uh, so wait, you think like with the title or without the title? Without the title. Okay. Balor's not going to beat Lesnar. No, I don't but, think so either. But I believe, I believe he's going to win this Fatal Five way. Interesting. I mean, I was tempted to go there, but I wasn't sure if they wanted to feed Balor to go, to Lesnar. Yeah, that's I think the, he'll be fine. That's the biggest thing. It's like, do you literally feed the guy that you're pretty much building your company around over the next couple of years, which is Finn Balor? And do you basically feed him to a monster like Brock, who's just gonna rip him to sh- shreds because Brock is like four times the size of Balor? You can make him look good. But it's also believable when he loses. That's why I think a lot of people won't be too upset. Like, you, you go in expecting him to lose. If he puts up a better effort than people expect, he will be fine. They just can't have him. They can't have Legend of Squash Balor like they did John Cena a few years ago. It yeah, can't that, be, that was you know, bad. 18 suplexes and then the match is done out of nowhere. Yeah. It can't be like that. It can't be like his matches against Goldberg. It can't be like that. If. Balor puts up a fight and the match goes 20-25 minutes but it's not necessarily back and forth but Balor has 5-10 to minutes of offense Mm. then Balor will come out of that looking like a star. The thing is and this is actually from a shoot standpoint can Lesnar last 20-25 to minutes? Given the right person I think so. Okay. With the right pace I think he might be able to Okay, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Like, if, if Balor can literally... And also, what Brian was saying, too, makes a lot of sense. Like, Balor doesn't even have to get that much offense. All Balor has to do is keep kicking out. All Balor has to do is keep coming back. And that just shows that, you know, hey, listen, he did what Undertaker couldn't do. He did what Roman couldn't do. He did what Goldberg couldn't do. He did what Cena couldn't do. All you have to do is compare him to those people 
and you're you're literally setting him apart from the rest without having a win. And it's not going to be regular Finn Balor facing him. It's going to be the Demon King. Exactly. You know that's going to be special, and that's he goes to a different place there, so they can have him do shit that he can't do as regular Finn Balor. True. I do like the Demon King. Speaking of which, do you guys think he goes Demon King tomorrow night? Demon Kane? No, Demon King. Demon Kane? Does he come out? <laughs> Glenn Jacob? <laughs> does, does he come out in the Demon King get up tomorrow night? Uh, I think so. I, I would think or so. He, because or is he Finn Balor? Uh, that's a good question. I think he does. I guess we'll find out, won't we? Yeah. All right. All right, so I think that Samoa Joe is going to win the match. Three different answers, look at that. Yeah, exactly. We had all matching answers for the first five, six matches, and this one we all have different uh, people. Um, I think Joe's going to win. And watch, we're all wrong. Exactly, yeah, it's fucking Roman Reigns. Um, (sighs) God. (laughs) A collective sigh joins the group. Um, I think Joe is the most logical person to go against uh Brock Lesnar. Those two guys though fucking will again just like we said with Braun will tear shit up. And I think Joe is yeah. they're really trying to make Joe look strong and just like we were talking about with Balor, they're really trying to make Joe look like the the muscle of the company down the line. And I think that's what we're looking for. And that's why I think Joe is going to win the match. Um I don't think he would uh, It'd be a 50-50 if he beat Brock Lesnar. I don't know if he would or wouldn't right now, but for now I'm just saying he's going to win the Fatal 5-Way. I would absolutely love to see that match, though. Lesnar versus uh, Joe? Yeah. Oh, it'd be fucking ridiculous. Can we can we do a cornet set and make it a submission match? Oh, oh that's right. He did say that. I want some with Joe, motherfucker! Versus Brock Lesnar, man. Fucking double submissions. Everything. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, So anything else that we want to add before we leave our fine audience? Uh, No, I think I'm good. Dan? Uh, No. Uh, I think we've covered all bases here. All right, cool. Uh, so next week, obviously, we'll go over Extreme Rules. Um, and also, guys, keep in mind, uh, we're actually working on a couple of uh, different ideas for episodes down the line. Um, some things that we want you guys to think about um, and get back to us. We're probably going to put out a poll uh, down the line for it. Uh, one of the great ideas that uh, uh, Chris came up with that I think, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so our new producer, Chris, came up with the idea of like the road of a legend. Um, basically we pick a superstar that we all have an opinion on one way or another, good or bad. And the, just basically how we like followed their career and how it affected us, um, in one way or another. Um, so we're going to throw out polls of who you guys would want us to talk about and how, uh, us as fans, again, bad or good, uh, we're, you know, like how, how did Hogan affect our lives? How did Macho affect our lives? Stuff like that. Undertaker, The Rock, Stone Cold. Um, so I think those would be fun episodes to do, um, uh, for you guys. So those are definitely coming down the pipeline. Keeping an ear up for those. 
Um, and then, of course, guys, as always, thank you for listening to the God That Runs the Pod. Uh, he, uh, calling out for uh, what the hell are you? You're the new face of American podcasts, and you are the multimedia maharaja. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's the You Wish You Could podcast, and it's too bad that we're too good. <laughs> <laughs>